Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. And I stumbled over the beginning of that because we, as you know, are having our episodes transcribed now so that you can read them as well as listen to them. And she's already laughing because she knows what I'm going to say. But the transcriptions are done by a machine, first of all, and then I uh, review them and edit them as I see fit. And one of the ones recently, instead of being for young Osborne, it was she's forgotten her husband, which <laughs> which her husband agreed with completely. But I did have to change in the tra- transcription. So then we were talking about it before we started recording. And then as I went to do the intro, I thought, oh, get it out of your head because you'll say that otherwise. <laughs> He's Fuliana Osborne, just before the recording. Yes. Today we're going to talk about why people are planning to leave their jobs post-pandemic. I think it's been on the news quite a lot and all, all over the place about people leaving because now they realise they want a more complete lifestyle. They want to be able to work from home as well as from the office, etc., etc. So I'm not going to go over all of that because it's been covered quite a fair bit. I was thinking about why would, wouldn't that be a great opportunity now for both the employees and the employers to do things differently. So in the past, when we had a specialist role, or sorry, when we had a role and it might have part specialised and part not specialised, now why don't we think about how to replace that person instead of like to like, there's a position this is how we always filled it we look for those technical skills those personal skills etc etc we replace the same have a look do I need the same now the world has changed a fair bit and isn't that an opportunity to change it that will be one thought and one thing to consider and an advantage the other one is yeah absolutely we we need to think about how to retain employees by having that flexibility. We heard about their four-day week. We heard about the hybrid working from the office and from home. We know that we trusted our employees to do the right thing and they have done the right thing. And now even the sceptics about working from home means having a picnic is already been put to bed, I hope, because people have continued and organisation continued. We are um, restricted with resources at the moment and therefore there are some specialist groups it's hard to find and people are competing for the same resources because we don't have the same international access as before. Isn't that an opportunity to say why? Why is that restrictive if they can't work in the same building? So why can't they do it from another country? Indeed, one of my mentees who used to be in Australia and now overseas have been approached by a very forward-thinking employer who had her before and approached her and got her to, to, to do a job from the country she's in at the moment, which is a thing that we can consider anyway. You don't have to be in the same place at the same time to get things done and to, to add value. The other one is, again, another example that I learned of from my network is I was very excited about a person left the organisation and they wanted to recruit and, again, difficulties as a lot of people are facing. And the next in line, if you like, probably you would call not ready 
and won't be ready for normally you would have thought another give them another 12 months or so and that person will be ready but thankfully the uh, forward thinking um, leadership of the organization decided okay I could go and look outside and we did do that and looked at you know the restrictions and the quality well I really really like this person because they fit in the um, values of the organization being a very very highly contributing employee always exceeded and always showed initiative and want to do that role so forget not ready now and give them a chance so they put that person up and when I said what was the what what was the thing that made you do that in the end other than all those good things you said about the organization and the individual he says well the pragmatic fact is is I might be getting somebody else's not ready yet why not have my not ready yet person who has a lot more pluses than the unknown and the unknown and, yeah yeah and and that to me was spoke volumes because what it says is we're giving people opportunity to grow faster we mm-hmm. already because of the pandemic we tested them in an environment that we didn't know how it was going to go and it worked out well let's be a bit more courageous and let's do that. What that does is then you're retaining your employees, the good ones, instead of losing them because they're getting a, a number of things that, that they're looking for, whether it's their flexibility to work from home sometimes, whether it is building their career or a combination of all of those things. And it's not necessarily just the dollars. On the dollar side, I really think it's a very, very sensitive time is that for some very specialised roles, because everybody's competing for very limited resources, people are saying, I need to get paid that, my conditions are, I want to do that, so they can choose between three and four jobs, and they might put the price up as well as the conditions. Again, you've got to be very, very careful not that, that you continue with your pay structure for your rest of organisations to be equitable. And that's not an easy answer, I know that. And so having to play on, on all fronts that way. But absolutely respect your own people and build them up because you always talked about succession planning. You talked about we want people to come here for, you know, why work for us is because we give people the opportunity to learn, grow and build their careers. This is an opportunity to yet again prove it. The big word that I heard in all of that was courageous. I think that regardless of whether you're staying or going, you're being courageous because if you're staying, you're being courageous in trusting the organisation to manage as well as they have in these times of, of change that we've lived through and that you feel that your contribution can best be served by remaining where you are and staying with the organisation where you are. If you're leaving, you're being courageous as well because you're stepping out of what was a a comfortable environment probably, but maybe it's because the opportunity that's been provided in the last few years has shown you that you can do something different or you can do things differently to what you had thought you could do in the past. So it's given you some confidence and some courage to take the world on on your own and to see what you can do in a a broader context than the organisation provides. 
That said, being courageous isn't enough. You have to know your skills. You have to know the marketplace. You have to know that you can survive not just financially, but emotionally and psychologically as well, because the change, once you've decided to change, and, and both of us have done that in the past, we've both moved out of corporate environments into working for ourselves on our own. It's different if you're working for an organisation, but remotely, to when you're just working on your own. And you have to understand that that is a big difference. Port network's not there the social network is not there. You won't have time to do all sorts of other things. There'll be a complete set of other worries about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And you just have to be aware that that's the case. So it, once again, it comes back to being courageous, but also to be planned and considered about what you're, you're doing. It's not just a time to look at an organisation and say, well, they've changed so much. They're doing this, they're doing that. You know, it's, it's never one thing they can't go one week to the next we're not doing the same thing we're not doing it the same way and so I'm just going to walk away from it now I'd be better off somewhere else you want to make sure that 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 is the case because all organizations are going through change and will continue to go through change as we've talked about in other podcasts you can't assume that because the organization you're in is not satisfying you anymore that another organization will satisfy you better so you need to know the situation the actual work situation from someone who is within that organization not just someone who might be headhunting you who says oh no, we'll, we'll let you work from home we'll let you do this we'll let you do that you, you need to know what doesn't work for you now in the current environment and how would that be different in a different environment so that you you're comparing apples to apples and not just apples to some other exotic fruit that you haven't yet discovered yet so be very measured about the decision I'm not saying one way or the other whether you should go or you should stay but I would like you to be very measured about the decision that you're making and to consider what it is that is frustrating you or making you think you should leave, if that's the case, and what is going to improve if you take that step? Or are you better off putting down those concerns and then seeing if they can be addressed in some way where you are? And if not, how important are they really? You know, so sometimes it might be something like, I hate that we have to have a meeting on Monday mornings. Well, wherever you go, even if you're working for yourself, you should still be having some sort of review on a weekly basis of what you're doing. So the, the fact that you have to review something once a week, whether it's Monday morning or whether it's another day, is it the review that's bugging you or is it the Monday morning that's bugging you? But mm. so, so right down to that sort of level, to, to actually be looking at whether you need to think about the environment or you need to think about you and the work that you're doing. I agree. I also think that, if you're looking at swapping organisations because of all these things that we just covered, but you also think the other organisation is more flexible and you want more balance, don't forget you're already established in your organisation. You know who's who in the zoo and the procedures and all of that. There will be that adjustment of going to another organisation. Don't forget to count it in when you're weighing up to stay or go is the fact it's going to take a lead time for you to feel comfortable and get used to the systems, the culture, the network in the future organisation. And don't just make it based on how I feel now. 
I had all these things because of the pandemic. Now I'm at this point. What about your situation right now? Might requires this, you know, to stay or go um, in this organization. But what about in two years' time? Where will you be better off? Because your personal needs may have changed. Think just not in immediate now, immediate future, as well as in the long term. Cover all of those before you decide to stay or go. I think, too, we should emphasize that we're not saying that it's a negative time. It's an exciting time to be thinking about where you are, who you are, what you're doing, what you should be doing. So don't approach it as as a a stress. It is stressful, I know, in and of itself, but not as a, a depressing moment but an exciting moment to to be thinking to be able to have the opportunity to think this way and to and to have options because there are a whole lot of people out there who do not have options who need to stay where they are for all sorts of reasons or who choose to stay where they are for all sorts of reasons so for you having the opportunity to think about it and to make these decisions is exciting so focus on it with a positive attitude and the right answer will come to you okay We've covered that, which is good. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec.